0: what's going on man welcome back to the basement i'm ron and today we have one of my favorites that we do every single offseason where today we are going to talk through the zero rb draft strategy and go through how i'm implementing it in 2023 how it works what leagues it works in how you can do it from the early middle and late draft positions everything that you possibly need to know this is one of our many draft strategy videos that we're going to be having this offseason i'm probably gonna make a playlist with all of them uh at some point today so with all that being said we're going to get into the zero RB draft strategy as always. If you enjoy my sure down below, subscribe, leave a like. Let's go. Now, what is zero RB, right? The zero running back draft strategy, RB zero, some people call it. I just call it zero RB and just sort of the rough guidelines to start here. My rough guidelines for 0RB is you don't take a running back through your first five rounds in a draft. You ideally have an elite quarterback or elite tight end, and the goal should be to have enough wide receivers to fill your flex, right. so your wide receiver spots through your flex, plus another one or two wide receivers by round 10. Now we'll sort of expand a little bit later on why that is in terms of the flex spot, but the idea behind 0RB is you pass on running back early, Because they've been rough picks recently. They get hurt a lot. They fall off. They have high bust rates. And this is a really cool article uh, or study that Josh Hermsmeyer did a long time ago. This was like in 2016, but it still holds up today. And I'm sure I I could do a more recent version of this, and the results would be very much the same. Uh, He did a study, Josh Hermsmeyer on RotoViz in 2016, that showed the top 24 ADP wide receivers and the top 24 ADP running backs and their serious injury rate. A serious injury is an injury that held a player out for four or more games, so something that's a little bit more serious than just sitting out for one game. And 45.36% of the running backs sustained a serious injury among the top 24 ADP running backs from 2009 to 2016, and then wide receivers just 18.3%. That is running backs getting hurt at almost a 2.5x rate than wide receivers. So to this point, and to beat this point into the ground, running backs, because they're getting hurt, and because they're falling off the age cliff, and because, you know, they have a short span or short short health life, they're busting at a high rate, where this is a chart from Pat Crane's legendary running back article from two years ago that still holds up today, and it takes best ball win rates, and he found across the board, round by round, who was having a sub-5% win rate. Now, your average win rate, you win one out of 12, right? 12 people in the league, one person wins, one divided by 12, 8.3%. So if A player has a sub 5% win rate, right? Everybody that drafted this player is winning under 5% of their leagues. These guys are absolutely killing your teams. When we look here, running backs are almost doubling up on wide receivers in rounds one and round three. Round two, it sort of comes together pretty close. But across the board in the early rounds, running backs are busting at a really high rate. Now, when we look back historically, the only reason to really take a chance on that running back, and it's kind of the, the whole idea of what Pat Crane said in that legendary running back article, it's to have access to unmatched upside, right? Since 2010 wide receivers and running backs have about the same amount of 20 plus point per game seasons. Uh, this is in full PPR by the way. But if we go to just the last two years, right, when we're talking about this screenshot, you can think of in the past, like 2017 through 2019, you have like Todd Gurley, McCaffrey, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, uh, even more recently, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. I'm trying to think through years past where there's like this dominant 22.5 plus points per game. Cause again, that's where the running backs have, you know, they're like doubling up on wide receivers. Whereas like just 20 plus points per game, is low enough that wide receivers can kind of compete with that. But the issue is that we haven't had one of these 22.5 plus point per game, Christian McCaffrey type seasons in a really long time. Or not a really long time. We haven't had it in two years. We haven't had it since Kamara and Dalvin Cook in 2020. So when we just look over the last two years, wide receivers have six 20 plus point per game seasons to just four running back seasons. This is using a minimum 10 games played. And then they have one 22.5 plus point per game season to zero for running back. So, over the last two years, wide receiver has closed the gap on that unmatched upside that running back once had. So wide receiver is now a position that is much safer than running back, but then can also compete on the high end point scoring wise with running back, which is what makes zero RB such a strong draft strategy in kind of this current NFL landscape. Now, even on underdog in a half PPR setting where running backs are, are you know, not even really much at a premium. Or at half PPR, they should be at a premium, but the wide receivers get pushed up. And even with those discounts on running backs, where you guys see on underdog running backs go a little bit later than they might in your home league, running back in the early rounds still have been minus EV picks, even in a half PPR. Now, this is uh, advance rate over and under expected. The advance rates for running backs across the board rounds one through five has been pretty awful. Now, the idea here, and the reason that we're using best ball win rates Is that we can sort of see at a broad scale what the macro trends are in fantasy football. I know we're going to get a ton of comments that are saying, Ron, best ball win rate doesn't apply to home leagues. From a macro perspective, it does. There's no other way to compile thousands and thousands of real money leagues with actual money on the line, like 18 plus years old, 21 years old. I'm telling you, for this video, I was doing mock drafts on sleeper, and the ADP there is broken. Had like Alvin Kamara as like a fourth round pick, and like Kittle, it was like pushing up all the onesies, and like there was like fifth round uh, Dalvin Cook and like Damian Pierce it's not super leagues are a little bit sharper than that these days. And most leagues as well. People say, Oh, but underdog has a a lean towards wide receiver. Well, one it's half PPR. It is three wide receiver, one flex, but most home leagues these days are minimum two wide receivers, two flex, three wide receivers, one flex. You can start four wide receivers at a time in most home leagues. So it's a similar setup to your home leagues. And I think it's pretty actionable just to see macro trends and then not apply apples to apples, but just apply the macro trends. Now, the thought process here was 0RB and this sort of like, you know, RB, not even the RB dead zone, but just rounds one through five, running backs have been bad picks. This is data from the last two years. Rounds one through five has returned bad advance rates for running backs. And the thought process with 0RB is you sort of let your league mates take shots on running backs and sort of sift through this sea of red here while you stack up an advantage at wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. And then once the water is fine, right, round six on, it becomes a good pick to take running back right all of those green advance rates so again you let your teammates sort of you know swim in the sea of red and then once you have an established foundation you come over the top and you start hammering running backs in this round six plus area so zero rb is not only a great way to you know establish a foundation get late round running backs that are good to pick but it's a good way to sort of leverage the most recent draft trends uh, or the most recent like nfl trends with running backs sort of being on the decline and but it also leverages the randomness of an nfl season and it leverages kind of late season upside which is what we really want in fantasy football now sean siegel touched on this way back when when he first dropped this uh, zero rb article in 2013 called zero rb anti-fragility and the myth of value-based drafting and he calls zero rb anti-fragile in the way that it benefits from the randomness of a season and only gets stronger as the year goes on. Like that's the beautiful thing about 0RB. If you can weather the stone or s- storm early on, you can build absolute super teams that are really scary to deal with in the playoffs. And sort of this is the, how he breaks down antifragility um, and what it means. He said, 0RB is basically what it sounds like. You simply don't draft running backs in the high leverage rounds. Depending on how a draft is progressing, I would draft either one high upside running back in rounds four or five, or I would draft none at all. My preferred lineup after five rounds is to own one tight end, this is 2013, so we said Grammar Gronk, but I imagine that you could probably say Andrews or uh, Andrews or Kelsey these days, and four wide receivers. I then focus on selecting potential breakout players, the receiving backs and timeshares, and backups and good offenses. You can see fairly easy how zero RB benefits from randomness. Whenever a starting RB gets hurt, my lineup gets better. It gets better in relation to my opponents because I didn't have the player in question, and it gets better because of the sense that I either own the backup or I have a shot to acquire the backup in free agency. So pretty much the battle of attrition of an NFL season as everybody else's early-round running backs are getting hurt. Your lineup is then getting stronger. You either have the handcuffs on your bench, or you know you're one of a a bunch of people that can sort of go on waivers and grab that new running back. So your team is built to you know stay strong, benefit from the randomness as everybody else's team is more fragile, built around running backs that get hurt, you know, and, and sort of break down as the season goes on. So you sort of build this team that is built to come alive and be monstrous down the stretch of a season, and when the money is in the playoffs, right? Playoffs are the thing that matter the most in fantasy football in terms of just winning the money up top. You want the team that's going to be the best over the late season. So if you can sort of shoulder and weather the storm early on, you can build monsters with zero RB. Now, the whole idea is that you wait on RB, you wanna be strong at quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and the flex spot. Notice how I included flex. Like the flex, this is the, the biggest, this is the biggest takeaway from this video. And it's the biggest mistake I see people that are like first-time drafting 0RB make as a mistake. They draft enough wide receivers to fill their wide receiver spots, and then they go away from the position. And this is something else that uh, Sean actually did a follow-up article on called Struggling with 0RB. This is in 2020, so this is seven years after his original article. Struggling with 0RB, you're probably not drafting enough wide receivers, and I really want to hammer this home. I see this all the time. We we play in these high-stakes redraft leagues. We streamed one last night. I'll probably stream another one on like Sunday or something. Uh, But we hop in these, these are redraft managed leagues, $350 on the line. Uh, I think it mimics a little bit more of what a home league might look like. And I see this all the time. Team nine, he starts out strong, right? This is a three wide receiver, one flex, full PPR league, right? So four wide receiver spots. Team nine starts strong, right? He goes CeeDee Lamb, he goes Devontae Adams, he goes DK Metcalf. The issue is that he bailed out too early. And this is a common theme I see all the time. Justin Herbert in round four. Uh, is more than fine we want again we want an elite quarterback or tight end so he did that well but passing on mike williams in the fifth for deandre swift that's a mistake if you're going to go zero rb right he 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 dives into the spot where we want to be avoiding those running backs in round five he misses out on that mike williams to justin herbert stack and then he proceeds to not only take swift in the fifth round but he then takes four more wide receivers or he takes four more running backs here he goes deandre swift alexander madison dalvin cook aj Dillon, Khalil herbert Over solid wide receiver options every step of the way, like he could have gone Dotson or JSN or Jordan Addison or Elijah Moore, and now his flex options, after his three wide receiver spots, are his flex options are now right. Assuming that Swift and Madison are his two running backs, his flex options are Dalvin Cook, AJ Dillon, Khalil Herbert, Al Lazard. That is not how you build a like your zero RB team should have the most stacked flex of all time. Uh, Like it, it shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be that type of like your flex option should not be Alan Lazard, Clo AJ Dillon, Dalvin Cook. It should be like two to three like stacked wide receivers. So now the the whole point of zero RB, right, is to be strong at quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, and flex. This team started zero RB, bailed too early, and now has weaknesses at running back, flex, and tight end, which is no good. The only position advantage it has is quarterback and three wide receiver spots now of course this team can still crush right you can hit on like this year's josh jacobs or whatever and it can be good but you don't want to have to hit a hill mary to be good now why do we prefer why do we want wide receivers in the flex right why why can't we have aj Dillon and klo herbert as our flex spots and it's because we want wide receivers in the flex in full ppr leagues where we see here this is based on ffpc adp which is high stakes managed leagues wide receivers once you get past like the first three rounds you get into the rounds of right rounds four through ten here right rounds it's like about pick 30 through, uh, you know, like pick 100 here. The win the flex tool shows here that in PPR leagues, wide receivers project to outscore running backs from rounds like 4 through 10. We want wide receivers in that range. That's when we're drafting flex spots. We want wide receivers through the flex. Now, the idea here and the rule of thumb for me is to draft enough wide receivers through your flex plus another one or two By round ten. So if you have a two wide receiver two flex league, you should have five to six wide receivers through ten rounds. If you have a three wide receiver two wide, if you have a three wide receiver two flex league, you should have six or seven wide receivers through ten rounds. Right? You have three wide receivers, two flexes. That's five, and you want another one or two through ten rounds. If you have a uh, two wide receiver one flex league, you shouldn't be doing zero RB. Now this is the next point, right? This is sort of wrapping up what we've learned so far, and what I would sort of break down as the guidelines for zero RB only use this in leagues where you can start minimum four wide receivers all right the way that i've used i view flex spots even in half ppr are pretty much wide receiver spots for me so two wide receiver two flex three wide receiver one flex i want four wide receivers plus another one or two through 10 rounds if it's a two wide receiver one flex league like i get questions like this all the time like this is the league settings can you use it again anything under four wide receivers that can be put in your lineup do not use zero rb if it's standard do not use zero rb half and full ppr i think is just fine uh four zero rb i will say more the more wide receivers you can start and the heavier the ppr the better for zero rb uh of course no running backs through four to five rounds Ideally you want an elite quarterback or a tight end and then the goal should be to have wide receivers to fill through your flex spot plus another one or two by round 10 so when we talk about the results of zero rb and what it did in 2022 zero rb crushed in 22 it's an undisputable fact but zero rb was the nuts in 2022, we look here. This is a uh, $150,000 winning team on FFPC. So that's a high stakes redraft managed league. Now, this is tight end premium, but this is similar to a home league where you're starting players. Uh, there's waivers, uh, there's start sit decisions, there's no trades, and it's tight end premium. That's really like the only twist here. And this guy turned $350 into $150,000 in a two wide receiver, two flex league. He gets elite tight end up top in Travis Kelsey. He gets an elite quarterback in Mahomes in round seven. He goes four wide receivers from rounds two through five. So that's wide receivers through his flex. And then he takes Chris Olave in round nine. So that's wide receivers through the flex, plus one through 10 rounds. Elite tight end in Travis Kelsey. Elite QB in Patrick Mahomes. And of course, he hits on Josh Jacobs. Like that is just, that's the nuts, right? That's just how that has to look. Again, this is a beautiful, beautiful version of zero RB, where again, no running back until round six. Wide receivers through the flex plus one through uh, round 10. Elite QB, elite tight end, literally textbook. Uh, and then he also got Jarek McKinnon late. And that's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. Josh Jacobs, McKinnon, and this team absolutely crushed. Again, three fifty dollars to $150,000. And this is a, a managed league. So I don't want to hear anything about best ball. And then even on best ball, it absolutely crushed on underdog. It absolutely crushed. If we look at teams that had uh, their first RB, so RB1 taken after round five. So this is RB1 taken in round six or later. Your average advance rate is 2 divided by 12 on underdog, so 16.7%. The average advance rate of taking your RB1 after round 5 was 23.9%. So that's like a huge advantage over your uh, expected output. And then if we even zoom out larger than that, the BBM regular season champ um, absolutely balled out. Uh, this was a zero RB team that won a million dollars, had the, most, the highest scoring team from, rounds weeks, uh, from weeks 1 through 14 on underdog million dollars three wide receiver one flex format here he goes Devontae adams kelsey aj brown jalen waddle amon ross st brown Hertz, burrow miles sanders his first running back taken in round eight and then garrett wilson so Devonte adams aj brown jalen waddle amon ross st brown wide receivers through the flex right so three wide receiver and a flex and then he takes a fifth wide receiver right he goes through the flex plus another wide receiver and garrett wilson through 10 rounds that is how it's done so it's pretty funny zero rb crushed last year despite we got a lot of pushback we always get pushed back on our 0RB videos. It's funny, like, 0RB is probably the most universally accepted uh, it's ever been here. Where, I mean, this, <laughs> this was from our 0RB uh, mock draft last year that uh, the counselor absolutely shit on. Which, by the way, the counselor, I think, is a funny guy. Was, I just found it funny that he took the 0RB. He's like, 0RB, please don't. And to be honest, the team would have crushed. Now, Darren Waller and Kyler Murray sucked last year. But we would have had, with this team, we would have had Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, uh, t higgins devonta smith through the flex so that's pretty sweet and then we would have also had uh jamal williams and jarek mckinnon as like our zero rb running backs there if we worked waivers and figured it out at quarterback and tight end uh to me that team would have been great so we also got these comments like every year on the zero rb strategy we've been playing ff since 2003 zero RB only works in non-competitive leagues i just showed you two instances where it took down six figures and seven figures so zero rb very much viable You can use it in home leagues. It's a nice way to zig when other people are zagging, uh, especially in like RB heavy home leagues that are like, you know, half PPR, full PPR, and you can start four wide receivers at a time. Now, I also want to show you guys how I'm applying it to 2023, how I'm actually sort of implementing it in 2023. We're going to do mock drafts uh, on fantasy pros. I'll say expert consensus seems to, or expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros, seems to be kind of the closest thing to what I've seen actual drafts look like. So we did these mock drafts on fantasy pros. Now, first up, we did. A mock from the 101. Now, I do want to say before we get into these, make sure you check out patreoncom Ron Stewart. Uh, for all of these, to be honest, I was sort of like looking off of my rankings. Right now, I have my top 200 rankings cheat sheet for redraft PPR and half PPR leagues on the Patreon. patreoncom Ron Stewart. There's a link in the description and at the top of the comment section down below. You click on it, it takes you to patreon.com. I have my rankings there. You can download them for yourself, you can print them out. There's a little check off thing, you can check them off there's a top 200, I'm bringing that cheat sheet with me into every single draft, even these mocks just to kind of look off and see, okay, this is who I would have drafted here, um, and I plan on doing a big update on Saturday, but they're really nice, they're all tiered, and I even have like my ideal draft round that I'm taking every player, so you can kind of see, okay, I'm looking up, okay, it's the seventh round, Ron thinks that this guy's like a six-round value, so that's a great pick there, so if you have a homely coming up that you want to dominate, check out patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. but if not Let's talk through the 101 here. All right, so Jefferson, for me, this is the most obvious spot to use 0RB this year. You get the 101, you get the wide receiver one overall in fantasy and Justin Jefferson, and then you just sort of take the best value that makes it back to you uh, at the 2-3 spot. Now, I will say, for all these fantasy pros mocks, uh, we did three wide receiver, one flex. Again, if it it was two wide receiver, two flex, which I know is also really, uh, that's actually the settings for my home league, I promise you I would be doing the same exact thing. In PPR leagues where you can start four more wide receivers, I'm treating them all the same. Two flex or one flex versus three wide receiver, two wide receiver. It doesn't change a thing for me. Your league mates will probably change how they draft because they want to put running backs in their flex spot. The only time I'm putting a running back in my flex spot is if a crazy value falls to me. And let's say like, let's say I start like Bijan, Saquon, and I get them both at really nice values, and for some reason JT makes it all the way back to me in the third. I would take JT there and go three running backs, and then boom, you could have that running back in your flex. But after like the top three rounds... Uh, I, I don't want uh, running backs in my flex spot, ideally, ideally speaking. So again, two, uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receiver, tight end, and a flex spot, full PPR here. And when we get back to the 2-3 turn, uh, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Chubb, Pollard are all gone. Those are all the running backs that I would debate taking at that 2-3 turn. They're all gone. So what I ended up doing was I had like Olave in a big tier. I, I had Olave as the clear pick at two twelve, and then I had a big tier of devonta smith t higgins and andrews i decided you know it's zero rb you want to make sure you're getting some elite quarterbacks or tight ends so i decided to stack the positional advantage we go mark andrews uh we get sniped on the lamar stack when we get to the four five turn uh lamar goes at the 411 sadly i had a tier of like uh I had Jerry Judy clearly ahead, so we went Judy, but then I had a tier of Drake London, McLaurin, Christian Watson. You can take your pick of any of them there. We go Jerry Judy in London. I, I want to make it clear as well, this isn't really a player takes video, so like, if you disagree with any of these players, like uh, you know what I mean? Like If you prefer uh, Devonta Smith or T Higgins over Crystal Lave, knock yourself out. I'm just trying to show you guys structurally uh, what I'm doing here. Uh, so then we also go to the 6-7 turn, and I will say through five rounds, this is ideal, right? We have wide receivers through the flex spot and an elite tight end which is pretty much what sean siegel said is his ideal start now with the 6-7 turn we have our pick of herbert fields uh and then like deontay johnson versus jsn and we go justin fields it's a four-point passing td league you don't need him stacked either which is sort of a beautiful thing just because he has so much rushing upside and you don't you don't need any I mean, you can get a Cole commit late if you want but that's about it Uh, Then we went JSN or Deontay Johnson. We decided to go JSN over Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson at the 701 is a pretty wild value. Like Usually he's like a fifth, sixth round pick in a lot of places. But I decided to go JSN for this reason. It's something to really think about when you're drafting zero RB teams or just like wide receiver heavy teams in general. We have wide receivers filled through the flex. Deontay Johnson's a high floor play. And if we don't need this wide receiver five to start in week one, theoretically, right, he's going to be on the bench. I'd rather swing for maximum upside because Deontay Johnson doesn't reasonably project better than any of the wide receivers we've already taken. Uh, So I'd rather take a home run swing on a rookie wide receiver and hope that he can be, you know, like this year's Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown the year before that, Uh, or even like, you know, uh, on the off trends that JSN is the guy that some people think he is and he has like a, a Jefferson Chase type rookie year one. I'd rather take a swing on that than a high floor Deontay Johnson now if we had taken you know uh let's say a running back over Drake London or something then I think Deontay might have been the pick there but it's I just want to make note that it depends for me what's going on in terms of my wide receiver room based on uh you know the floor and everything like that in terms of like who I'm trying to pick later on now the eight nine turn comes around to us Elijah Moore goes right before we're on the clock which to me is like a huge tear break from like elijah Moore, quentin johnson michael thomas to like darnell mooney juju jacoby myers like that's a massive massive drop off so we get james cook at the 812 which to me is a great value uh you can take your pick of like penny gibson aj dillon we go we go rashad penny here give me you know good offense good pieces of good offenses which is pretty much the uh theme here for the rest of the running backs where james cook rashad penny a chain elijah mitchell all good or all running backs in good schemes good offenses. We get uh, Jerome Ford, a nice little handcuff. And then it's pretty cheesy, but in these leagues, and I imagine your home leagues, Mingo and Mims are going to go really late. Mingo, Mims, Rashi, Rice, and Jaden Reed are all guys where if they're going to fall to the end here, necessarily we could have gotten more running backs here. right? It is a zero RB build. Maybe we should have gotten one more. But I'm going to take swings on those two rookie wide receivers. And then, you know, let's say Mims isn't getting routes early on or like nothing really pops. We can just just drop them and turn them out uh, for waiver wire options. If those wide receivers aren't really doing anything for us early on. So, this is an ideal 0RB, like pure 0RB team, where we have, you know, elite QB, elite tight end, wide receivers through the flex, JSN off the bench, and then uh, a bunch of running back options with sort of James Cook and Rashad Penny up top. Now, moving on from that, we have kind of our next spot here, which is from the middle of the first. And. I think this is the next ideal spot for Zero RB. It seems like in a lot of home leagues, like I, I, I was sort of looking around, it seems like Austin Eckler is going to be going at like the 2 3 spot in a lot of home leagues, which to me is kind of crazy. I, I would be taking Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup over him. Like the earliest I could take Eckler is, is six. I, I, I would prefer McCaffrey, uh, Jefferson, Chase, uh, Cup, Tyreek to Eckler, but he's going to go early. He's going to push these wide receivers back. And when you've been drafting on underdog fantasy make sure you check out underdog fantasy promo code ron i have a link in the description and i'll have it in the comment section down below click promo code or you click the link it'll take you to underdog fantasy it'll use promo code ron it'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars and it's just a feel thing like i'm on ross st brown so this is these these are the values from uh from fantasy pros but tyree kill is third overall pick on underdog we get him at 107 here and again this is a full ppr start for wide receivers league just like uh underdog underdog is uh best ball half PPR which I think cancels out Uh, and then we have Amonara St. Brown who's like the 201 on underdog and then we have Devonta Smith who's like the 210 on underdog and Debo Samuel who's a late third so we get four wide receivers in a full PPR that are huge values compared to where you can draft them on underdog I'm telling you it's the best way to get ready for your league underdog fantasy the ADP is sharp it's all real money the ADP is made from real money people over 18 over 21 where all these other sites that have mock drafts and ADP It's just ADP based on, you know, little kids playing in these free mocks. And, like, the ADP is all noisy. And it's still carrying over from, like, January. Like, it's not all that updated or sharp. Uh, But Underdog can get you right, get you ready for your league. So, make sure you check it out. App is amazing. You can just draft while you're on walks or on a long car ride. It is truly a beautiful thing. Again, promo code RON will get you a deposit match up to $100. But how we did this league or how we did with this team is Tyreek falls to us. Uh, We got a bunch of smashes, again, through Debo. Now, through the fourth rounds right we have wide receivers through the flex now and if you go four straight wide receivers and now fifth round if you draft another wide receiver that guy's just going to sit on the bench before you have anything else it's not an awful pick. You can definitely do it, but it's definitely start time to start looking around at like quarterback and tight end. If like Aaron Jones or somebody like that fell to the fifth round, he'd be in consideration as well. But instead we go Justin Herbert, we go an, an elite QB. We went Fields last time, we went Herbert this time. Um and Devonta Smith over Chris Olave in the third round was just to like it was just to change things up because we already went Olave in the last one. Uh when we go Darren Waller in the sixth round, we knew uh Darren Waller or Kyle Pitts was the pick there. Uh we knew one of them wasn't gonna make it back, so we go Waller. And then Cam Akers makes it to us and that's kind of the beauty of a zero rb build is you can kind of just sit in the pocket and wait for something to fall past adp Kmaker's a guy who's like a fifth sixth round pick on most places he comes to us in the seventh boom perfect rb one for a zero rb build and then we get quentin johnston we get a nice little stack to uh justin herbert there and that gives us wide receivers through the flex plus one through 10 rounds which is what we're gunning for which is perfect. Now, we don't take another wide receiver until Rashi Rice there because we spent so much capital going four straight wide receivers. You only need like one more extra through 10 rounds uh, for that to work. So then from there, it's time to just hammer running backs. We go Antonio Gibson. Uh, we take some upside shots on rookies and Zach Charbonnet uh, and Kendra Miller because we don't really need them to start right away. Uh, and then we go Gainwell and Gus Edwards. It's just sort of like death pieces that will sort of like churn and burn uh, through waiver. So overall, this is another fun team. Again, elite quarterback strong tight end everything is strong besides the running backs as a zero rb team should be right everything is look good to go we're stacked through the flex we have quentin johnson and rashi rice off the bench for our wide receiver spots this is ideally how i'd want it i'd also say uh so again this is this is what i would do in the middle rounds if like cup tyree kill fell to me and like one of these uh values of i i have a tier personally from Stephon Diggs, uh CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown. To me, there's a pretty steep fall-off to like your Waddle, Oave, T. Higgins area. So if one of them falls back to the middle round after you take or Cup, I absolutely love this. Now, if Amon Ross St. Brown was gone, to me, this pick is probably Jonathan Taylor. Uh yeah, it's probably Jonathan Taylor or maybe Jalen Waddle. Now I'll also say you could do something similar with kelsey if you like kelsey and he falls to like seven or eight you can take kelsey and then you just swap darren waller out for pretty much a wide receiver of your choice in this area like who went here you know you could swap him out for like michael pittman right so instead of tyree killing darren waller this team could be like kelsey and michael pittman or kelsey and mike evans however you sort of want to play that area but i think kelsey uh is definitely a strong start for zero rb build as well just given what we know about wanting uh elite onesie positions now here's our last spot that I think really makes sense for zero RB uh, builds this year and it's the late first and if I get to a spot where Bijan, Eckler, and McCaffrey are gone I do want to make it clear I think Eckler's a mistake and like you know I've seen him go like third overall fourth overall in some places to me he's like the clear sixth seventh overall guy so it's like not a massive massive difference but it's not ideal to me to take him that early but I would take Eckler in the first round Bijan, Eckler, CMC are the only running backs I'm taking in the first round this year Uh, I do like Saquon, Chubb, JT, Pollard, whatever. But these are all guys that you can always get in the second round. To me, they don't really, uh, I don't feel pressure to take them in the first round. So if those three three running backs are gone, I'm likely taking a wide receiver there. I want two of, right, if I'm at the late first and those three running backs are gone, I want two of that wide receiver tier again, right? So like Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, in whatever order you like. Here we go CeeDee Lamb at 11, and then we go A.J. Brown, which is a really fun start. Uh, both of those guys have first round ADPs on underdog uh, and then we go to the 3-4 three, the three, turn and here we go I like Debo over Metcalf but we went Debo in the last one we go Metcalf to change it up and then I wanted to show you guys a little bit of a curveball here right like sort of a modified zero RB build where we go Jameer Gibbs in the fourth now of course this is full PPR uh, and in the guidelines right the guidelines say you know no wide receivers, if I could if I could possibly pull it up. But, you know, no running backs through the first four to five rounds. So I just broke that guideline. And I just want to say, the guidelines are just that, right? We say this all the time. We said it in the last video. People uh, liked it. But only deal in absolutes, right? So the zero RB guideline is don't draft a running back in the first four to five rounds. But if Gibbs falls to you at a value in the fourth round, you can make that pick. The whole point is to be able to, you know, bend the rules and bend the guidelines and stay fluid in draft rooms. So you don't want to be very rigid to these draft strategies. So you can sort of adjust on the fly here and i just wanted to sort of show you what it looks like if, if a running back value falls to me i'm not going to take a wide receiver just for the sake of okay i started three wide receivers we now have to force a zero rb build you don't you can take a stab on running back here and i just sort of wanted to show you how uh i take a, a stab earlier on running back than i usually would in a zero rb build and sort of how i recover here so we take swift in the fourth five six turn take whatever wide receiver you like you could go iuk if you want we went godwin and then it was time to grab an elite onesie right we have wide receivers through the flex we have an, a running back early And now we take Kittle, right? You could have gone like uh, Herbert or Fields instead if you'd like. But in this build, we're sort of just fully punting quarterback and taking your elite tight end. You can't be stacked everywhere. If you take a running back earlier than expected, you can't do like the last two builds. You can't have it all. You can't also be elite at quarterback tight end and then also running back and then also have it be a 0 RB build. There's just there's not enough value to go around for that to happen. So then at the 7-8 turn. We go Jordan Addison, which is a nice rookie upside pick. Again, he's not going to be in the starting lineup week one. So we're taking a shot in a rookie wide receiver here. And then we get DeAndre Swift so to fall to us in the eighth round. We scoop up that value. Absolutely love it. And then the 9-10 turn comes around. We get Zay Flowers. So he's going to be our second wide receiver. So we go wide receivers through the flex plus two through 10 rounds. And that's our last wide receiver in this build, Zay Flowers. Uh, and I like the idea of having those two rookie wide receivers to kind of be upside shots on top of the four we took early. Like Again, you don't want those to be high floor uh, type of plays now after that we just take more shots on running back we go uh Devin a tank bigsby jalen warren just a bunch of upside uh sort of shots guys in ambiguous backfields or handcuffs uh and then we take two quarterbacks to stream at the end and daniel jones and anthony richardson again if you take a running back like Gibbs early it's hard to also be stacked at your quarterback and tight end so because we got a little bit better at, at uh running back in this build we had to punt off qb but like Anthony Richardson and Daniel Jones I'd kind of be more than fine with uh as my qbs now I do want to say my final thoughts on on zero rb right that is how I would be implementing it uh in this year in this season one it is not this like magical like strategy that's going to like you know that I'm saying is the best strategy in the entire world it's not it's but it's a nice fun curveball to have in your toolbox a to zig while others are zagging in a running back heavy room it's just a nice way to kind of throw out a change up try something new uh in a league of people that are very running back hungry and sort of rigid with the past i want to show you how I, i'm using it in 2023 it's something that if i do let's say i do 10 drafts i'd say probably one or two of them will, will end up being zero rb it's not something i do every single draft room it's not something i force please 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 as well with these draft strategy videos we did our double hero rb this is zero rb we're gonna have another one next week for hero rb Do not go into a draft saying, okay, I'm gonna try out Ron Zero RB here. No, no, no. Like We're gonna do a video after I I go through all of them. But my ideal draft is I just go through the first three rounds, draft whoever I want based on value. And then from there, we just can kind of mold it into one of these uh, draft strategies. So please go into draft rooms with an open mind. Don't be like, I'm gonna force this uh, draft strategy or or plan it out too far. The whole idea is to have these strategies thought out. So you can kind of audible on the fly uh, and remain very flexible in draft room so with all that being said if you enjoy if you have a draft coming up make sure you check out patreon.com slash ron stewart my top 200 half pbr and full pbr rankings is on there i have it set up in a way too where i kind of have it in the those tiers that i was talking about where you know the like garrett wilson through uh stefan diggs tier at wide receiver boom like that sort of pushed up to sort of you know guide you there in the at that one two turn i have all of those dead zone running backs so we don't want to be drafting in rounds like you know uh, four through six I have them pushed back to like round 7 or pushing up the wide receiver values and it's just a way where yes my rankings are player A versus player B but they're also very structure oriented where my rankings almost naturally lead you down the path of these draft strategies so if you want the same cheat sheet and checkoff list that I use in every draft myself that'll be on patreon.com slash ron stewart on top of that you get my weekly waiver wire rankings my weekly rankings my rest of season rankings my uh patreon only start sit streams every sunday you get the entire package plus my dynasty stuff it's all there patreon.com slash ron stewart in the description in the comment section down below but if you can't support there, likes and subscribes go a long way i hope y'all enjoyed and i will see you guys in the next one